Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Summer provides a beautiful opportunity for us to intentionally choose connections and relationships with our children. While there may be a temptation to roll into June tired, especially if you have your kids at home with you all the time, or maybe you're just anticipating having them coming home with you all the time, and maybe that feels tiring. I am super excited about this conversation today about setting a vision and a plan for our summer to be able to use it intentionally so that when we hit fall, we'll look back on these months, not just as time that we had a break or time that we were doing things differently, but time that God was at work, at work in the relationships with us and our children and at work in our own hearts as well. So with me today for this conversation is Greta Eskridge. She is a mama to four kids who are between the ages of about 10 and 17. She has been married for 23 years. Greta is passionate about her family. She has a heart for adventure. And she took an unexpected turn in life as a mama warrior to join the fight in fighting pornography for our families. And Greta recently released her second book. And I'm sure we're going to talk about some of both of her books today because they really go along perfectly with today's topic of intentionally connecting with your children this summer. Greta, I love summer and I'm so excited to join you in this conversation today. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks. I love summer too. And, um, I mean, this week it just started warming up and it was so warm. We went to the beach and I just was like ready to call it and be like, okay, it's summer. (laughs) Let's go. Yes. My oldest keeps asking how much longer till we're done with school, mom, when's our date. It's funny. Cause when you, when you're in school, like in a traditional school, you have a calendar that they know this is the date and he needs the date. He needs to know we have a date. We're not going to do school forever, but definitely California weather is a bit deceiving right now because it's not time to be done and he's like ready to check out. (laughs) Yeah. I was ready a little bit too. So I I feel him. (laughs) I know. I don't blame him. Uh, We got to go to uh, beautiful gardens, Descanso Gardens on Monday and spend the day outside and exploring. And it was just spectacular. And Mm -hmm come Tuesday morning when we like do still have to do math again. I I was definitely feeling the bit of the dread as well. Yeah. But, but we take advantage of those times regardless of the season. Okay. Let's talk first about the gift of connection that we can offer our children this summer. Uh, this topic really sparked an interest in me when we got to speak this weekend at, or this last weekend, it will be a while now since when I released this podcast, but at the homeschool moms weekend with Carrie DeFrancisco and you challenged moms during the, during your talk to make a plan to connect with your children this summer. So why don't I let you go ahead and just kind of start on that, your heart behind that challenge that you gave moms. Uh, Well, I think that it is um, something that every mom longs for is to find a place to connect with their kids, to cultivate relationship Um, It's so important to all of us, but sometimes we feel at a loss, like 
what do we do? How, how do we accomplish this? Cause our kids are, our, our kids and us, we're all busy, right? We're, we're taking classes, we're going to school or we're homeschooling. Our kids are involved in sports and activities. And it feels like, um, we can be rushing from one thing to another or involved in so many things that, that disconnect us and pull us apart. Cause we're all doing our own thing that we just feel like, Oh, oh I don't know where we're, where we're going to fit this in, or even if we can make the time how to do it. And so um, that was really the heart between behind my books, the first book, Adventuring Together, and then the second book, 100 Days of Adventures, because I wanted to help parents um, find ways to connect with their kids. And um, for me, an easy way to do that, a natural way to do that was through having adventures together. And I always remind parents that the, um, the adventure is the vehicle to get us to the goal, which is connection. Um, but summer is a perfect time for adventuring with your kids because we do have um, usually a little more space and time um, in our schedules. It might be during the week. It might be on the weekends. Um, but there's a little bit of, of t- a little bit more of a buffer built in. And so that was why I suggested to the moms at that conference that we were at that they don't come into summer just like, Oh, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do anything else anymore, but instead to think, okay, how can I intentionally use this time where we're on a break um, to really connect with my kids in a way that is meaningful and fun and doesn't feel like a chore for either of us and um, to utilize summer as an opportunity for connecting with their kids through adventure. Okay. So you said two things that really stuck out to me in that. So one of them was to plan mm-hmm. that <laughs> we have to plan it. Yeah. We get to choose. It's a very empowering and also maybe humbling thing when we realize that we are the creators of their lives to a degree. I mean, I know we, are. we made them, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but when I think about once they get older, they do have a little bit more, there's a little yeah. more wiggle room that they say, this is what I want to do, or this right. is what I'm excited for or not. Um, I mean, especially when we're younger, we are the planner of yeah. all of their things. Yeah. And we create the experiences. We create the pace of life they're going to have. We create the space for hunting for snails in the backyard or not, or going to martial arts or going to Disneyland, whatever the things are, but we get to choose the priorities of what's important. And I think you're right before we go into summer is such a wonderful time to strip everything off that schedule. Just pretend like nothing's there. (laughs) And to say, I mean, that might be nice, right? Um, (laughs) There's some things that have to be there. Yes. You know, maybe, maybe there's work hours. Those may not be negotiable. Right. So like those have to go back, but then look at all of the things that you, that we say yes to and that we choose to do because a lot of the things are choices more, more than we act like our choices, truly our choices in our schedule Right. and decide again, redecide because you get to, you are empowered. I empower you to decide, decide again, what things do we want to do? 
and really look at who we're prioritizing and how we're prioritizing connecting with our children this summer, or are we prioritizing other things that maybe we realize those are not actually the things I want and I have perfect opportunity right now to change them and then say no, that don't let so many good things in your life get in the way of something great that God might have for you that we can miss out on by saying yes to all of the good unintentionally, well-meaningly even. Well, I think that there is this expectation, especially in our culture, to involve our kids in so many extra activities that it can um, get in the way of family time and Mm -hmm cultivating connection as a family. And, um, I don't think you have to say no to all the things, um, because there are benefits to some of those things, but I think we have to say no to some of them at least. And we have to, um, make our first priority connecting as a family. Mm -hmm. And then those other things get plugged in afterwards because, um, for me, like my kid playing youth sports, Yes, they may like it. It may be fun. Um, it may be even be beneficial to their future, but it's not my number one priority. My number one priority is connecting with my kids and can building relationship as a family. Mm-hmm. And so um, that will be the first priority and I'll plug in youth sports or whatever it is mm-hmm. afterwards. And um, summer, because our kids aren't in school, um, generally. Um, but even if they are near round school, there's generally a break in there somewhere. We just have a little more space mm-hmm. to be intentional about creating, um, adventures for us to connect on. All right. So let's go into adventures. I loved your first book so much, uh, adventure together. I am one who has a tendency to read like a first four chapters of a book mm-hmm. and really enjoy them and then kind of fizzle out on the rest Me of the too. chapters, uh, which is so sad. Cause how often does an author save like their big coming home point for their last chapter? Maybe I should read the last chapter first. Uh, I just get distracted and want to go to like the next book. Cause I always have such a big stack, but yes. you're right. It is good to go all the way through. Well, and I did, I really, really enjoyed your book. So why don't you go ahead and introduce? Cause I'm sure many of my listeners have not read your book yet. And I'm going to say yet, cause I believe you're going to go to the show notes. You're going to mm-hmm. buy the book. You're going to love it. Adventure together is a book for the mama to read yeah. or the dad. Yes. Um, it's definitely for the parents and it's basically a, a, a reminder to you, um, and a helpful guide to you to invite your kids into, um, connection with you through adventure. So there are, um, first I kind of just set it up. Why is, um, why is adventure such a powerful tool for connecting with our kids and, and sort of explain the idea behind that. And then, um, I, give you permission to adventure wherever you are, because I know some of us hear the word adventure and we like um, recoil a little because we're like, oh, I'm not an adventurous person. I'm not outdoorsy. I don't want to pee in the woods. I don't want to go camping. Like that sounds like a nightmare for me. Um, I'm afraid of snakes, whatever it is. So, so I really give um, the parent who's reading the book permission to, to start where you are. You don't have to start by taking a, you know, a 10 day camp into the wilds of Alaska. Like it doesn't have to look like that. You, your adventure could be adventuring through books, or it could be adventuring at a nature trail right by your house. Um, or, or going beautiful to beautiful gardens. <laughs> yeah, going to gardens. Um, 
there's so many different ways to do it. And so then that um, leads into the next part of the book, which is really giving, giving you all kinds of different um, ideas for adventuring, whether it's indoor adventures, outdoor adventures, starting small, um, growing and getting outside your comfort zone, pushing yourselves a little farther. There's lots of different ways to connect through adventure and um, the book covers all that. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned pushing yourselves and relationships happen in really special ways when you accomplish something big together. Yes. And I was, we did a, a little hike. We try to do a nature adventure. That's what we call them. We call them our nature adventure days. We try to do a nature adventure once a month. And the way that I make sure it happens is I have a couple other families who we schedule it with because yeah. if it's on the calendar, then it's probably going to happen. Yeah. And if it's on the calendar with other people counting on me, then it's even more likely to happen. So sure. I would, en- I would encourage moms. If you, if you're hearing this and thinking, okay, I want to intentionally connect with my children, uh, planning it is great. If it yeah. includes planning it with other people who, you know, are the people who speak life into your children, who you can be encouraging them. I even, I choose moms who encourage me. The moms who I like think, golly, I wish I had time to just sit and have coffee with you, but real life with all my kiddos right now, I don't have space for lots of coffee dates almost at all. Actually coffee (laughs) dates (laughs) because I want to date my husband and I want to be in relationship with my family and all of that takes time. So I also choose moms to do connections with to, and I capitalize on that time. I go into it with a heart saying, Hey, this is my time to also connect with you. And when we do hard things and we grow through it together, the memories, I mean, my kids could just go through it. Remember the time there was that snake or remember that time there was that big hill and we were so hot. I want to go back there again. And in the moment, maybe it was really hard, but the memory that it built and the confidence that it built and like the bravery that it built was so great that it far surpassed the challenge. Yes, that is one of my favorite aspects of connecting through adventure, because when we experience a little bit of struggle, um, a little bit of adversity, it binds us together like nothing else does. Mm -hmm. And it does accomplishes other things, too. Like you said, it accomplishes um, confidence and um, it it shows us that we can do hard things. And the next hard thing we can recall the time we we made it through last time and pull onto that, like hold onto that courage and that strength that we developed. Um, but also it like, it, it encourages us to rely on one another to, um, to build each other up. It encourages us to support one another, to be gracious to one another when we're tempted to be less than gracious because we're in a moment of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that that is for us and our kids towards our kids, for our kids towards us and for our kids towards each other. Like that's working in all the different relationships. And so one of my favorite chapters in my book is about, I call it the magic of misadventure and just that, that it actually is something that is really powerful and um, that we don't have to discount um, adventures when they go awry, that instead we can say, okay, this is going to make a great story later. We are going to grow from this. This is going to be beneficial, even if it's hard in the moment. And like you said, 
I would say the things where the, the adventures where things went wrong, those are our favorite ones to look back on. Mm-hmm. I will post a story and some pictures this week of a time that we had a family adventure that was supposed to not be an adventure. It was supposed to just be a drive to Northern California, but it turned into a misadventure for sure. And had to do with like a blown radiator and a pregnant mom in the hot sun (laughs) with all my kids. Thank God my husband was with me. I wasn't alone. Um, Didn't have a van because, you know, the radiator. Um, (laughs) We're trying to get up north for a vacation. It was like just the very beginning of it. It was during COVID. So no one would pick us up because we might, you know, kill them by breathing in the car. It was like, it was a thing. So I'll try to post about it and post some of the pictures. It's, it's funny. It, it made a good story right yeah. now, but it was actually my daughter. She was four at the time or five, uh, maybe five. And it was her favorite part of the trip yeah. because she said, um, I got to be part of a real emergency. Mm-hmm. And like we went on this nice vacation. We did finally make it up North, <laughs> but her favorite part. And I think all of my kids, if you ask about that trip, the memory that stuck was the misadventure and how we responded together during it and seeing God's faithfulness and his provision. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's powerful to get through hard things because in reality, our kids don't experience um, for the most part, they, they don't experience a lot of struggle and adversity. We, a lot of us live pretty comfortable lives. Mm -hmm. Um, We might experience some every now and then, or some families of course are going through a lot of adversity, but I would say for the most part, a lot of us live comfortable lives. Our kids aren't having to get up at the crack of dawn and chop wood or feed the cows or, um, you know, walk through the snow to school or, uh, you know, things like that. Um, and so it's good to be pushed. It's good to be Mm -hmm. challenged in, in ways that we can challenge them, like Mm -hmm. taking a, a rough hike or camping in the rain or things like that to show them that they have, um, some stick to itness. They are stronger than they think those are important lessons to learn and to learn them as a family is really connecting. Absolutely. I tell my kids when they say, this is hard. I often will say, I know, but you can do hard things Mm -hmm. and God has made you to do hard things. And I do think it's empowering. And I will say, I really like in your book, again, you just need to get it. Uh, but I really like in your book where you talk about some tools of even helping them get through those hard moments and some of the things that you've done, you know, carrying a child's backpack for them to get up the hill or bringing a snack, a treat that you pull out at that time and not discounting the, the, the challenge that I, that I do hear parents sometimes when a kid, Oh, it's hard. Stop complaining. You're fine. Yeah. Well, actually look at their little face. It is hard. And you know what, maybe it's hard for me and maybe I'm not complaining, but I'm 36. So I've had like, let's say 30 more years of practicing hard than they have. So hopefully by the time they're 36, they don't complain either. But if their six-year-old self is struggling, we need to value, that's a chance for the connectedness. Like that right there, that's the relationship. And for them to look back at the top of that hill and to see in their eyes, the victory that they experienced and that their mom believed in them and their mom wanted to support them. It's not about that hill, right? This is about 
later down the road, when they're in some tough situation, knowing my mom's going to walk alongside me in this and God is going to be faithful through this. And my mom is going to carry my burdens with me through this. That's the connection. That is, it is because you are setting them up for the bigger hills that they're going to encounter in life. And it's the training ground for the rest of your relationship through the rest of their life. Um, is, is you're showing them that you're going to show up God's God's shown up and it's a beautiful way to, um, help them see that in small ways when they're little, and then it's going to just keep growing for sure. Okay. So let's talk about your next book, a hundred days to adventure, because this one makes it so user-friendly to be able to adventure with your kids that if you're a mom, maybe, well, regardless of which mom you are, if you're the mom, who's like, uh, yeah, I'm the one who's not peeing behind a tree. So I don't know if this is for me, this book will really help you because it gives you some very practical things that you can do, whether they're creative things or being outside in nature, um, maybe getting more dirty or not getting more dirty, but it gives yeah. you a lot of really practical things. And if you're the mom who is already like, yes, I'm inspired. I love this. Tell me more. You will be given more ideas and maybe a new lens to see some things that maybe you're in a rut that you own. You have the specific things that you regularly do. I think this will light a new fire in you and give you some creative vision for some new things to do. So share with us about this book. Uh, yeah, um, I'm ex- so excited about it because um, this book is for the kids. It's not for the parents, um, even though it really is for the parents too. But um, the kids, the idea is the kids will pick it up first. And there's a hundred different adventures. They're divided by season. So there's 25 for, per season because I thought I like the idea of being able um, to to think like, okay, well, I'm looking forward to summer. What are some things that I can do? Um, but then because we're going to be intentional yes, and we're going exactly. to plan connections this exactly. summer, <laughs> but we're also going to be able to dream about um, what will we do in the next season, the next mm-hmm. season. And also 25 adventures in a season is much less overwhelming than like, I have to do hundred adventures right now. Um, and so, um, the idea is, is that your child can, can look through and, and say, Oh, this sounds really fun. I'd really like to try this. And then they get to invite you into the adventure because they think it's really important for our kids to learn, to invite um, us into connection. We want to teach our kids to cultivate connection and relationship as well. We want to give them the ability and um, the power to be able to say, hey, I want to connect with you, even though they they might not know that that's what they're doing. Um, but again, we're giving them the tool, the vehicle to achieve that final goal, which is connection. And so when I wrote the book, um, my desire was not that you as a parent would hand the book to your kid and be like, okay, here's an activity book. Have Keep fun. you busy. <laughs> Stay busy. And so I can get my chores done. Um, even though sometimes those things are needed and wonderful, the, the idea of this book is more that your child would look at it and say, Hey, mom and dad, can you do this with me? Can we be together? And so, um, there's a variety of activities because yeah, I want, I want families to experience adventures, not just in the outdoors. I want them to adventure through books, through cooking, through art, um, through culture and through food. Mm -hmm. So 
there were parts that were more challenging for me to write. Like I'm not a crafty artsy person, but I have a daughter who, and a husband, well, all my kids are super Mm -hmm. artistic. And so I called on them. I'm like, okay, what do I need to add? And, and my daughter specifically was like, you need more art Um, or like, you know, books and actual book lists and, um, trips that you could take around books. So there's just a lot of different things in there to do. Um, hoping to inspire all different kinds of kids and all different kinds of families. And it's beautiful. I love like all of the colors and it's not just a black and white book. It's like full of color and illustration. And it's very inspiring to look at. It makes you want to do the things. I hope so. There's pictures from our real life adventures because we've been adventuring together every week for the last 12 years. And I think that's important too, to know that this is really what we've done as a family. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like, I'm just suggesting it to you and hoping that it works out. Like these are real things that we've done together year after year. And there are pictures of our families doing, um, my family and then families that we adventure with, um, us doing these things. And I think that's valuable to know too, because it's real life. Like it really can be done. And, um, the results are beautiful. Well, I love that you incorporated so many different aspects of ways to build those connections with our children, because like you said, like you saying, I'm not as super creative. I remember watching a few different families homeschool alongside each other, where Mm. one of the moms was like, ultra creative, like the queen of creativity. Like God, I think just picked up so much of his own creative self and like put it in this mom's heart. It's beautiful. Then another one of the moms is very organized Mm. and like, she keeps the ducks in the row, you know, she keeps on track and keeps, keeps it scheduled, which the creative mom, probably not so much. And then the third mom, well, one of the other moms, there were a few, but one of the other moms in the group it was loved science and was so inspired by science and creation and science and really getting hands on, like doing like all dissections. I mean, they'd be dissecting animals in her backyard. Um, (laughs) but watching the differences of how each of them with their own giftings Mm -hmm. took a different, a different take on it makes me think of how you talked about, you know, pulling in your family in this book, because I have a tendency to go about adventures in a certain way, but that may not reach the hearts of all of my children. Well, and that I think some of the things you mentioned by, by using that as a tool would probably reach some of the hearts of my children in different ways because of how God gave them a different bend. So adventuring stretches moms too, but I think that's one of the things that sometimes can be a little hard is we want to stretch and grow our children, but we don't (laughs) always want to stretch and grow ourselves. Yeah. I think that that's really um, valuable. Like imagine like you have a kid who loves to climb trees and you're like, okay, I don't want to climb a tree and I'm kind of scared of it. So I don't want you to climb a tree, but what if we allow them the freedom to learn to climb trees? Mm-hmm. And then we are even challenged and we climb a little tree by <laughs> them and they can give us pointers. Like how connecting for your child to be like, okay, mom, okay. Like carefully reach up. You, you got it. I know you can reach that branch. Like they are your cheerleader. They are your guide. They are your teacher mm-hmm. that is empowering. They're stretching you because 
Um, they invited you into this adventure. They're helping you stretch, helping you grow, but it's so connecting. And um, I think that those are the kinds of opportunities adventuring with our kids when they invite us into the adventure. And we say yes, even though it might be messy, even though it might be challenging, even though it wasn't what we had planned for the day, it, um, it's a really special opportunity. And, and that's why I love writing hundred days of adventure because I wanted it to be not just, we always initiate the adventure. I wanted to give the kids to the opportunity to initiate mm-hmm because of the connection that's going to come as a result. That's wonderful. I really, really like that idea. And that would even be a special thing at the end of the school year. We always, which I'm really glad we're talking about this now at the end of the school year, we always give our kids a gift, Mm. just a yay. Good job ending this school year. We're proud of you before we go into the next year. So I think instead of, cause I already have my book coming when they come, um, And so I think instead of just having it out, I think I'll wait and have it be part of our end of the school year gift for them mm-hmm. to be something to empower them to say, okay, I am going to, as part of my gift for you, let each of you choose, you know, however many, maybe I assign one a week that each of them, or each of them gets to pick one a week or something like that, that empowers them to be able to invite us into what mm-hmm. inspires their heart, how, how God has designed them. And I think that would be a neat tool to do that. Yeah. And I think that's fun too, because it allows you to, to get to know your kids better, which is Mm -hmm. always a goal of mine. Like, cause I can think of things like I can plan the adventures and they're probably always going to be something I want to do. Right. (laughs) But when we let them plan, like they might pick something that we're like, Oh, I wasn't really planning on that one. I was hoping we weren't going to see that adventure. You weren't going to choose that, but it gives them a chance to be the leader. And that's really, um, that's just such a great thing for our kids to do. I love mm-hmm. that idea. Yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. And I think in- including them in all of the planning, as you are looking at your summer, I would challenge you be intentional. Don't be afraid to say, no, I empower you be the no mom, <laughs> not to say no to the adventure, not to say no to the relationship, to say no to the things that maybe we think need to be there that maybe don't that get in the way of the relationship. So I empower no you. Distractions. Yeah. Say no to those things. Put the important things on the calendar. Put, if you don't schedule the beach days, they're not going to happen. If you don't schedule park days just with your kids or just with your friends and with your kids, they're not going to happen. Schedule the things that are important. Even the things you're that you think, oh, I hope this happens. Make it happen. Yeah. Put it on your calendar. So it happens. And if your heart has a hard time desiring that desiring Mm -hmm. those spaces with your kids, I want to leave us with a passage from Psalms that just always encourages my heart. Psalm 37, four says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Yes. And I would just challenge you seek the Lord in this pray fervently over your plans for this summer. And he is going to shift your desires of what you want to meet what his heart is, what his will is for your family. So not only will you be doing what he wants you to do, but you're actually going to want, you're going to have desire and a hunger to do what he wants you to do. Amen. I love that. Amen. That's one of my favorite verses. You just keep bringing it in with these verses that are so dear to me. I love that. Yeah. He will give us the desires of the heart. Thank you. 
And whether your children are two or teens, I would encourage you go back, listen to my last conversation that Greta and I had, I believe it was aired in March. So you can go back and find it. Then we talked about creating a new vision in motherhood and a fresh vision for motherhood. And it was just a really great conversation. Also focusing in on relationships and the value of those. There's a couple of other episodes we recorded a long time ago. Episode 40 and 58 were about creating a healthy sexual culture in your home and protecting your children from pornography. Those are ones you'll want to listen to on your own, not with your children, but put in put something in your ears, whatever you, ever you listen with and do it while you fold some laundry. It will be well worth the investment. And I will put the link to Greta's books, both in the show notes. So I'll put them there. Go there, buy them both, buy Adventure Together for You, buy 100 Days of Adventure for your children. You'll be so glad you did. And then I'm also going to ask you, if you have not yet reviewed the podcast, go and leave a review because when you do, when people are searching, maybe they're searching, you know, relationships with children, it makes it more likely that this podcast will come up. So it takes like two minutes, give it five stars, write something nice. And I will be ever grateful. And I know Greta would say the same about her books too. Every, every review that someone leaves for a book or a podcast is like, you just gave us a hug (laughs) Um, because we create this content and we don't actually get to see you as we're creating it, but we're creating it in obedience to the Lord and believing that he's going to use it for his glory. So if you haven't yet left a review for Greta's books, once you get them, leave a review And we will look forward to connecting with you again. Greta, thank you so much for being here again. Oh, thanks for having me. It was great to talk to you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.